0: would you just consider this the next season of rebels
1: so i was going to ask you so the one of the things that i think is most endearing and hopefully dear listener you agree is you know i watched rebels and you didn't watch
0: rebels to my knowledge and exactly. you didn't go and back that's, that's going to be our constant backfill. struggle throughout this whole series is that yep. you have 5 seasons with these characters
1: yep. yeah
0: i four, have but- six oh, I'm sorry I have six random episodes I watched to understand yeah. the dark saber <laughs> that's what I got
1: yeah no no and and but I, but I think that is actually really really compelling because um one of the listeners of the show reached out and said to me you know as an open question um and and I was like oh don't worry Aaron and I will talk about this was his comment was I wonder how much people who don't have a rebels and clone wars background um, you know, o- you know, in essence, only the live action Disney Plus. I wonder what they're thinking. Um, and then Alex from Star Wars Explained had, had that as an, like an open question at the end of um, his first summary was like, hey, I'm like way too close to this because I've seen all of it. And he yeah. reads the books, too. And and a lot of the things that are below the, even the waterline for us. Um, exactly. So it, and here I am. That's I played the thing. I'm the
0: Empire video game. My brother read the books. So I'm very familiar with who Timothy Zahn is. I've heard of Thrawn for many years, zero interaction with what actually has gone on with any of that. And then of course I have very limited, almost no rebels uh, interaction. And so here I am walking into a TV show that essentially feels like to me, the next season of a show. Totally. And and
1: that is, um, that is really, that was one of the things, one that was really endearing to me, but then it was another moment for me was like, was like, oh man, this feels awesome, but it feels awesome in the same kind of way that Andor felt awesome to me, and Andor wasn't necessarily something that everybody immediately glommed onto. <laughs> yeah. So that was where I was like, ooh, I wonder how this is playing for everybody else. Um, but you know, spoilers abound. I I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed, and I I'm, was immediately looking forward to talking about. Is that a spoiler say episode. you enjoyed it? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you know, people are, hey guys, people spoiler are waiting alert, to the end. I
0: enjoyed this. <laughs> um, I'll tell you at the beginning of this, before we get too deep in, I guess, I enjoyed yeah. it too. Um, okay, cool. But I do feel lost. Okay, guys, yeah. is this the way? Here we go. <laughs> Episode one, Ashoka. I want to say her full name, but no, it's just the first no. name. Yeah. Episode one, Master and Apprentice, written and directed by Dave Filoni, which you may recognize from everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the, like, we would like the green light Dave, like, Oh, I would like the green light rebels for another season, please. Like you can't do that. Okay. Then let's call it just one of the main characters and follow them around as they yeah. reunite the gang. We're getting the band back together. No, it really does feel like we're getting the band back together. It definitely is the blues brothers uh, of rebels, star Wars live action.
1: Yeah. We're on a mission to get Thrawn.
0: Right. Uh... Yeah. We're on a mission from Thrawn. <laughs> Uh, I also wanted to say score Kevin Kiner. Yeah. How cool. They got the same guy to do the score for the cartoon that they did for the live action series, yep. and he brought back the same themes. And that is super duper cool. I couldn't love that more. Well, and that he also did the Bad show, Batch, right? I mean, yeah.
1: So yeah. So I mean, like it's it's one of the it's a that it to me it's a delight. And the other thing too, you know, like we're getting live action shows, that's really cool, but we're, we're also getting live action shows scored with really in an immense amount of detail. And so I thought that was really
0: cool. Which I even found when I watched those episodes of Rebels and Clone Wars, like the score still stays true to the Star Wars feel, which is not an easy task.
1: No, especially when you're basically making a show that is, is likely going to be watched by a smallish percentage of adults. I think it's cool that they still do that. And like, you know, that was a Rebels was originally a Disney XD um, was a Disney Disney XD series. I think it was one of the very, very first things that was done after the Lucasfilm purchase by Disney. Yeah. Uh, and so, so there's little like kind of there's little points throughout the, that first season of rebels where, you know, now that if you're, now that you're looking back because Disney had kind of pushed aside all of the mm-hmm. legends material. Um, there's all these little things that were in rebels that were, tugging on threads that had been kind of pushed out of canon so i think that yeah. was one of the things that that's really cool and, and that comes Which they up- give
0: some good nods to that when they're like is that disney property a wing not star wars legends a wing yeah yeah it is that's really yeah, cool is. thanks for bringing up the point that it's oh so that can be found in galaxy's edge because nothing that's not disney property is in galaxy's edge correct yes yes yeah. this will be in in galaxy's edge okay <laughs> so we start off with a title scroll which is not yeah. in Galaxy's Edge. It's a it's Disney totally. property title scroll, which is not common, actually turns out. Yeah. Oh yeah, we haven't seen many of these in the T V shows. I was really excited to no. see it because it does make you feel right at Star Wars. Although, and it gives you that
1: that grand feeling. Although it didn't it didn't tilt it didn't uh it didn't scroll and tilt away, which is what you would normally have gotten in the, in I did the theatrical releases. Because yeah, exactly,
0: because yeah. those are shot at a perspective. Yeah. And, and this was I, not. This was straight up like it was a student film.
1: It was not a student film. But I think the <laughs> last time... I don't think Rise of Skywalker had a crawl. Um, and so I think the last time we had a crawl for uh, for a Star Wars property live action was all the way back to Last Jedi.
0: Yeah, which also makes me wonder if this is more of a Kurosawa sort of scroll than it is a Lucas scroll. Yeah. Um, but that's that, just the me wondering... Because that's totally. the way that they would scrawl those things. Um, the scrawl was also in red.
1: Yes, we're going to talk
0: some color. It was in red and with all Star Wars of the titles.
1: So the Star Wars, the Star Wars logo was in red. The all of the light illuminating the helmets at the beginning
0: was mm-hmm. in red. A lot of red, lots, lots of red, not orange red, but lots mm-hmm. of red. The score was booked down by the band, simply red. <laughs> <laughs> So it was just read all over. Yes, uh, read all over. <laughs> yeah, and some random words completely uh, capitalized. <laughs> they yell some nouns in there. I like that.
1: I appreciate that. <laughs> I do, too, where it's just like, all caps. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, exactly.
0: You know, just on the high empire imperial <laughs> They've been searching. <laughs> I like it. I enjoy that they do that. Because it means something totally different now than when George Lucas did that in the 70s. Yeah, it does. Because back then it was of importance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we go and we see a prison ship. We started with a prison ship very similar to the one we saw in Empire. Yeah. Um, I was like, cool. Is this the same one? I don't think it is. I think it's just the same class.
1: No, it's it's um, actually, I, I don't think this, this prison ship that we've seen. Um, so I was looking it, um I was looking in Wikipedia and they actually don't have an identification for this ship yet. What One thing is we're looking down
0: on the ship, right,
1: which I think is is a Dear little listener, bit of a we how- spent
0: an extra day before the episode came out and yeah. Wikipedia still still does not know yeah. Wikipedia knows everything within eight hours normal.
1: Well, uh it's a it's a it's a we know it's a capital ship um we, you know and it's a capital ship that has prison um that does have um uh, prison capabilities obviously it's not a prison ship like we've seen in the Mandalorian season um uh, which was operated by droids and and only one uh republic individual but um but I thought it was interesting that it we're we're not we're not below like we normally would be when the bad guys are f- kind of flying over uh, like the beginning of new hope and on all the different normal ship scrolls. yeah, I thought that, that was interesting Earth. too
0: yeah. It's not going right over our head,
1: yeah. so we're looking down on the new Republic like a Craig? student film, <laughs> not like a student film. but uh but yeah, I I don't think we have a a make and model. uh this is clearly not an insurable uh, mm-hmm. capital ship uh, because we don't have a make and model on it yet. but um but it is note like so it's not it is notable. Yeah. It is notable that it has a bridge that looks an awful lot like a Mon Cal uh, Mon Calamari ship, mm-hmm. um, at least from that. And then we do see when we there's do a Mon get in bridge
0: on the sh- on the ship.
1: There, there are actually, yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, there's the a security team, but we get the Krix-Nadine, uh style uh, uh, New Republic uh, uniforms, right? That we would we saw in um, in the Oh, gosh, all the way back. Well, all the way for us, but all the way back in episode six. So that that same Crix Nadine-style officer, yeah. I guess it, that would be
0: an officer. They brought it a back movie. to remind us that we're in the same timeline as Mandalorian. Yeah. So that I was cool. It. I did enjoy that that was like such an easy way to show that we're still in the same timeline because it is modified yep. from the 70s, so we know we're not watching anything that's taken place in the original series. We're definitely watching things that are taking place in our shows now with all the slight modifications we got the mon Cal that's on there which i do enjoy seeing just one alien amongst <laughs> humans working security yeah, team. yeah.
1: totally so i'm like
0: <laughs> i don't know if it's racist but i'm like i bet you he's really good at some of these things these humans aren't you know like <laughs> who knows who knows Who you knows? Know? Like, I don't we don't know. know right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but i do feel like every now and then they probably get a mon cow that's coming in with no clearance like why don't you go talk to him? you go talk to that one <laughs> They get on the ship by using an old clearance code, which is an old Obi-Wan trick.
1: Yes. And well, and they're flying in they're flying in in Eta class shuttle. These are the shuttles that were in the Clone Wars and they were used as ambassador shuttles by Jedi. So it's, you know, somebody flying around in a Jedi ship. I do think it's hilarious that the <laughs> the captain of the entire vessel is like, "I'm going to call their bluff and my backup is basically six uh six of the guys in the domes that are pretty oh, yeah. much the Star Wars version of red shirts. Yeah. Um, like if oh, you're dude, gonna die, you're wearing one of those <laughs> one of those teardrop dome helmets. And well, for whatever. Love it's that, like worth, the, I'm gonna if call their have... bluff
0: is like, hey guys, 50-50 chance. I might die right now. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I might be the hero or I might die. Like it's you put you're going all in. Yeah, you're gonna bluff with Jedi's, you're putting all your chips in on your life, yeah. And they're like, and he cool, says it you know, so good... casually, as if, like, yeah. ah, I might just lose a donut out of the dozen. You're like, no, you're gonna lose every donut the rest of your life because well, he was dozen.
1: expecting good guy Jedi's to not, like, t- <laughs> to not be uh, somebody that's gonna end up impaling them on a, a laser sword. But, yeah. um, yeah, no, no, he was expecting a Kumail sort of Jedi that wasn't real, that would be like, oh, I'm sorry, that's...
0: guys, I'll get out of here.
1: That's a good point. I guess I, I hadn't thought about that, that, that we do have, uh, we do have, I have for, forgotten his name now, but Camille um, Heisen or was it Heisen or? Um, I don't remember who, the character name. He but was I, a grifter, a Jedi, yeah. pretending to be a Jedi. In yeah, Obi-Wan snake oil. Series. So yeah, that's a, a good Jedi. point.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, hadn't, so he was expecting I hadn't thought of, of that angle. <laughs> oh, no, I'm totally thinking he was thinking one of those, just, yeah. oh, all the people pretending to be Jedi's. Which is great because he then goes up and goes like, ah, I'll show you my identification. Although I'm skipping past some things. Let's see. I have. or oh, I took it to the Monk House. Yeah. When he comes out, now we see Ray Stevenson yeah. playing Balin. Balin's and then we skull. got Sin Hottie. Shin. 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 Yeah. Like, Shin. Okay. Like a, like a. Like you're. Now, like a... are, are these characters in the cartoons?
1: No, they're not. So these okay. are brand, these are brand spanking new, um, characters and, um, there's, there's some, you know, like there's a you know, lots of interesting theories about them, but okay. these are brand spanking new characters. So we don't like, we legit don't know anything, um, about the characters at this point. So okay. nobody, so like, even if you watched, you know, all the rebels, you didn't, you yeah. didn't know who these, who these folks were.
0: So, yeah. So we're just got brand new Bert and Ernie coming in saying yep. they're Jedis. <laughs> Want to see your identification? I'll show you my identification. It's a red lightsaber, which when I saw that it was red, I was like, oh, there you go. <laughs> orange red. <laughs> he, called, he called the bluff with the orange red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was killing them like they were just red red, you know? Like, he did not care. He was a bloodbath choice. I was like, you know, or I could just well- kill all of you. Yeah. Well, I I thought it was
1: uh I thought it was an interesting an interesting pairing of the two where Shin basically just goes like full on you know 100% aggro into like lightsaber berserker mode and you know he's more you know like kind of ensuring that everything is okay and more of that slow ominous move um which mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting with the way that you know he Um, He holds up the blaster of the ship's captain before he impales him. Yeah. And then uh, and she's already like, you know, in essence, made quick work of the six person security detail. Uh, And then we find out that, you know, the most if you are wearing a if you are wearing a teardrop dome Republic helmet, the last place you want to find yourself is in a hallway. Uh, Uh, You have like 100 percent. Yeah. Hallways are not for you. (laughs) What if just one hole we up a the hallway, pass hallway and gotta live? <laughs> hey, right, before no? we leave to go to the hallway, hold on, hold on. Um, we do. <laughs> we, you 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 made a joke about the uh, the Disney uh, the Disney A wing. So we do get you know in the ships uh, in that ship bay. We do get some uh, some spotting of uh, an X wing. I don't remember if it's the newer X wing or if it's the old T sixty five. Um, and then we do get an A-Wing in there. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the markings on those, I think, were like blue markings. Um, I think that later later on in this episode, we'll see there's some that are green markings. But, uh, Which but is yeah, where you'll so find your
0: hidden Mickey. Um, yeah, there's yeah. N- I didn't spot any hidden Mickey's. Don't go back and try to search no. that out. If someone got excited for that, <laughs> I'm just Somebody making fun of the fact that it's Disney property. I know, <laughs> I know. Somebody was just like, "Oh, really? I'm, I'm going to go back." No, <laughs> like, oh, no, that's just me I lying. Spare 56 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's in the beginning? He said we can just turn it on and just go. Uh <laughs> so then of course they find their prisoner, Morgan Elsbeth. Yeah, and they open up her yes. cuffs with the force. Which yep. I've seen at the Magic Castle, so I don't think you need the Force for that. Like I think you can just. <laughs> There's a trick to it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, and I, I I appreciated that she she uh felt her wrists like afterwards, like uh you know like this like, in the a very you know um.
0: That's true. We did not get that one. Baby Yoda had the tiny little cuffs. No, on.
1: no, the tiny ones. We did not get Baby Yoda being like, oh,
0: thank God. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> must be that green skin must be thicker must not yeah. be a thing that bothers him as much totally <laughs> so yeah so then we cut from that prisoner's part that's our first scene that introduces us to the tone of the show yeah. and now we get
1: well oh. in... quick quick Morgan Elizabeth is the magistrate uh, she was in chapter 13 of the Mandalorian so folks mm-hmm. that have watched the Mandalorian will know her again pointing out if you didn't watch rebels she's not a character in the rebels her first appearance is in chapter 13 the jedi um being bested by ahsoka
0: yeah no exactly which kind of is where the beginning of the spinoff of this show really begins yep 100%. is ahsoka asking her where thrawn is now she's a prisoner getting freed she's clearly working with Thrawn. shoka's yeah. still chasing it all down she's chasing the thrawn shadow yeah, and, and if you're right a high
1: profile, uh, if you're a high profile prisoner, you don't have to worry about um about being in a newer the New Republic's custody because they don't have a very good track record of holding. Yeah, on. you could count
0: to sixty. <laughs> it seems like Just...
1: <laughs> it's like timeout
0: more than it is really jail, right? Yeah, no, for real, like they really should be like, you guys really want to keep me locked up because I don't know if you guys noticed, you all die when you do that. <laughs> they should try to hide them instead, but that's not. I'm not involved yeah. in politics. No, no. I'm not here to yeah, get yeah. political.
1: No, we're not going to get political. No.
0: I know Andy greatly enjoyed the debates, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, we get to a shot and we see Ashoka come out of the, the dust. Yes. Dead center. The Kurosawa shot, which it seems yeah. like every time she shows up in live action, they shoot her very Kairosaka. I don't know if that was established in Rebels or if that's just what Dave Filoni does in live action.
1: I think that's more of a Dave Filoni having the chance to pay homage, and yeah, exactly. I, I, mean, I think we don't. Yeah,
0: it's something that, that in Lucas really enjoyed. Things. Yeah, no, like Lucas definitely set yeah. up a lot of his shots around Kiwasaba, so they're doing the same for her. She's very much got the Seven yeah, and, and Samurai. This is, well, it, it,
1: and it's very much Seven Samurai, but I th- and I do think though the interesting thing here is that we get like we we got a very bright you know white towards gray. Um, lighting for ahsoka where uh, when we see ahsoka in our first introduction live action back in the mandalorian it was very dark greens like you know greens grays muted uh where it was very obvious that they were in the volume here i don't think it was as obvious with as bright and and shining as it was
0: yeah she's working her way towards an orange red introduction i (laughs) but then it turned very much into a very indiana jones ish yeah it's she's suddenly going becomes like tomb raider yeah exactly she's <laughs> touching pillars that you're not supposed to touch if she was in a museum that would have said do not touch but she was like totally. i'm touching it i'm 100%. talking to this pillar pillar you tell me like they're like if these rooms could talk and the pillar was like it's over there <laughs> you know and so like, she found the orb yeah i'm gonna lie to you for <laughs> Exactly. Are you looking for that map over there? Oh, I'm not supposed to tell you it's right there. Okay.
1: (laughs) Now, did you did you have like Fifth Element vibes the whole time this was going on?
0: There's very much a Fifth Element vibe to this.
1: Okay. All right. I just I I didn't know if I was projecting into that, but it was definitely you know. Well, the number the number three here is very prominent. I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point. Maybe not now. But yeah, I I did love this sort of like Tomb Raider puzzle um, kind of a deal.
0: Yeah, I thought it was more of an homage to Indiana Jones, but you're right. Like, the ruins definitely felt very Fifth Element. Which, you know, just another Lucas nod to be like, hey, George Lucas, if you're watching, which I know you do watch these, (laughs) hope you enjoy this. Um, Let's see. And then... Why did I write down? I said, Commander uh, Cody's text alert noise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so... um, The orb makes that noise. Yeah, well,
1: it makes that noise. um, There's like a there's they've got that's the same sa- like the same sound effect I think yeah they're uh,
0: using it. the same sound effect from commander Cody back in uh, episode 2 I think
1: yeah I mean it's the same it's the comms Uh, it's the comms yeah. noise. but I think that comm noise I don't think it came from the orb Um, I think it came from uh her contacting
0: Hu Yang right I think she oh, yeah that I mean, makes more sense because then Hu yeah. Yang shows up as a pilot so they get yeah. it. sorry everybody well no so and well, he's I mean the expert
1: Well, she's got, she's, she's got, um, so there's this curious black substance, which we probably should call out. That was like, you know, on the, on the grounds before she, um, she cuts the hole in the ground. Uh, the, the way she cuts the hole in the ground is this, uh, that force where she throws out her sabers and then cuts around in the circle. That's something that she did in the final season, season seven of Clone Wars. Um, so that was a way that she got out of that I felt like that was like a charge
0: attack from like a Nintendo game.
1: No no I mean like, it could be like you know like your special uh, I mean clearly it's a it's a special attack cuz she uses it again when she's mm-hmm. uh when she's beset by uh the HK 87 droids, but so her entrance into there is with that that same uh that same lightsaber lightsaber force control we see that in the trailer so that's not like a super surprise to folks um but yeah so she gets that it is just, a very like, cool she gets introduction. The, oh it's a super cool introduction and so we get kind of like, the Ahsoka... Myst- like It definitely highlights the notion that this is more in the Star Wars mystical tone than we probably are normally going to get. There's a little bit of that Tomb Raider, Indiana Jones vibe in there. We are introduced to kind of like the MacGuffin, um, you know, of like, this is the thing that I, you know, that I'm here to get. And then... Well, yeah, uh, and also, then-
0: in our Disney Plus shows, we do not get much lightsaber. No. In fact, we've been very they've been very hesitant to bring a lot of lightsaber into this and they're almost setting the tone. This is going to be a very lightsaber heavy show. We're about to get the most lightsaber Disney plus has given us
1: to the point that we're like, Oh yeah, we're going to go from one room
0: to the other by using lightsabers. And you're like, yes, we are.
1: Yeah, indeed. (laughs) I mean, if you could do that, you would do that. Right. Yeah. But but yeah, so, you know, just like Indiana Jones, you know, she gets the, um, she gets the uh, this this map uh, this map finder or orb, uh, and then she is beset by the same HK forty or not, I want to say HK forty seven. That's the uh, Knights of the Old Republic uh, HK the the their assassin droids HK eighty uh, seven assassin. Yeah, that's droids, the next episode,
0: Andy.
1: No, no, it's not the next episode. Uh, the the that she when she when she pops out of the that that map room, um, she's attacked by those. Um, by those HKs, um, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Then, no,
0: I was referencing the HK reference in the next episode.
1: Uh, oh, okay, okay. Just uh, yeah, searching
0: for some protocol droids, guys. Spoilers. <laughs> um, if you Spo- haven't seen the second episode, we've ruined it for you. Yeah, ruined. <laughs> we have not. Um,
1: but yeah. Ruined so, it. uh, I just thought that like that whole little sequence was really kind of a cool deal. And regardless of if folks knew, you know, the back and forth there, like from, you know, the Indiana Jones comparison to the, you know, to the Troomweirder version. I thought that was a cool little, like, oh, okay, now we know now we know what she's here to get, and mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. And then, you know, she she bests these uh, HK droids, and then the immediately, I thought of when we were talking about the self-destruct of IG-11, um, yeah. that was the first thing I it thought I can't of. even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even do this. I'm going to self-destruct. Yeah.
0: Oh, we're not gonna win. I better just destroy myself. You're like, no, 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 we still need you though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, there's no reason. I'll just kill myself right <laughs> in. <right. laughs>
1: yeah, and then I do think that the that black substance that was that was encasing the orb and then also above, I think I do think that was combustible, and that's why the explosion was much greater than um mm. than, oh. than so like because I was like, you know, I was like, okay, so so Morgan Elspeth has like HK droids who have like thermonuke like you know capabilities like you know do they need anything else like what's going on here like (laughs) why don't you you just set them off to begin with right
0: Uh, but yeah I think we're just trying to get through the scene Andy yeah (laughs) totally (laughs) sometimes you have a whole Star Wars of other things to get to you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean there's map rooms and there's time travel and there's all these other things we got we got stuff to do yeah exactly we got baby yodas to teach and this is a side mission from that totally 100% 100% we just side turned a cartoon into a whole show with people and actors <laughs> so she called on Hu yang to be like hey yeah. get me out of here yeah, yeah she, she And that's him, the commander cody that's yeah. the
1: commander cody comms noise
0: yeah and then so we got we got who yang the robot that i'm just learning existed yep you're just learning Andy's it, known too. him for years i've known him for years yeah so he's great who Yang's great
1: he appears in a uh he appears in a three uh a three episode uh arc in Mm -hmm. uh clone wars where he teaches younglings how to find and um attune and uh with their first kyber crystal and build their first lightsaber and so notably is he has um, been part of the Jedi Order for twenty or twenty-five thousand years, and he has a catalog of every lightsaber ever made by any Jedi in the entire Order.
0: I also want everyone to know Andy also has that catalog. <laughs> yeah,
1: i I think you might have a better catalog recall from lightsaber hilts than I do, but I, I do love it. lightsaber hilts. But you do, you
0: know. But Andy is Andy's my Star Wars genius, and Huyang is ahsoka's Star yeah. wars genius
1: well and and notable here is that ahsoka is the jedi that pairs with hu yang in those three in that three episode arc uh the yeah. fans of the clone wars will know that also is that that arc included uh hondo um so the the pirate hondo who appears beloved in, pirate hondo yeah. <laughs> who's uh beloved pirate hondo he's
0: a uh, galaxy's edge disney property hondo
1: exactly you can buy him at the gift store um and yeah, so... him. he'll
0: talk to you he's gonna give you a mission
1: but yeah so he who yang i i loved the the back and forth um with you know like jedi protocol would uh would would call that you know he be at a safe distance
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then i love that uh he points out that you know maybe you should have a padawan if you want somebody to watch your back um so i thought that was a nice little bit there to to begin with
0: yeah, although I don't think this was a good demonstration of her needing a padawan. Just shows that she didn't have
1: no, one. no, no. no. She was handling her was own demonstration that <laughs> yeah, Hu Yang was out of was out of order here. But
0: <laughs> well, yeah, no, exactly. Because I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe if he had to be the one to save her, then it would have made more sense. If I was to have the Captain EO this and make the whole thing twenty minutes, yeah, you know, like she would have come back a little injured. You know, oh, that wouldn't have happened if he had a padawan, you know. Yeah, because no, no, no. I, I Also, have made the voice Don McDonald. Like, ah, oh, that, that that wouldn't have happened <laughs> like that. Good thing I showed up just in time. <laughs> so, so he takes uh her to home one. Yeah, familiar ship. Yeah, very familiar. Saw this familiar ship shape. in *Return of Jedi*. Yeah, yeah. That's where
1: so we the saw the, Akbar. the ready room where they planned the assault on the second Death Star is the same room that uh that Hera and. And Ahsoka end up in, but yeah, so yeah. Home One, when they said, uh, you know, Home One, uh, Home One's early at the very beginning there, I was like, oh, this is great. So, uh, so clearly, you know, Home home One is, um, Home One is the capital ship of uh, Admiral Akbar, but also uh, the Mon Cal actually turned their skyscrapers into capital ships for the Rebellion. So, it's the truthful. Yeah, the home one is actually was was a skyscraper building that was underwater on the home planet for the Mon Cal. So I, th- I thought it was great. I love that. Uh, I loved seeing the, the X-Wings, the three X-Wings flying uh, at the very intro there. Yes.
0: I need to pause real fast. All right. So, uh, so Hera shows up. Yeah. We get Hera's live action. And played get... by, uh, Ewan McGregor's ex-girlfriend. Is it
1: Ewan McG- I thought it was Ewan McGregor's wife. Are they married? I thought they were married.
0: Oh, well then played by his wife. Okay. Yeah. The org. Oh, I girlfriend. mean, I'm really bad at the whole thing. I just knew that they were once <laughs> upon a time dating. They completed the dating. Successful yeah, I, dating. I, married. I,
1: I'm pretty sure. Like I'm like I'm like 87% confident that uh that it is human.
0: I didn't know who he was currently married to. All I knew is that they had a relationship at one point in time. Did not realize they went the distance with it. But I did think it was interesting that it was like, oh, cool. That's cool for the Star Wars family. You know, like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially well, uh, you know, even better if they're still in good terms. Well, Ewan mcgregor's daughter got to um got to appear in the Obi Wan uh, series. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know like it is kind of a family affair now so i um but yeah so we get Harrison Dula we get also confirmation that Hera is general Sindula so over the comms in um in Rogue yeah. 1 there is a mention of uh general Sindula um as they're preparing you know as they're preparing to abscond yeah with uh with the Rogue 1 shuttle not a family
0: member directly Hera yeah um, yeah because well, she's got the five dot patch that shows that she's a general yep, yep. love a good patch she's got a like lot of purina, jacket patches
1: looks like a purina puppy chow whenever i see the five star patch.
0: <laughs> yeah she's got the puppy chow <laughs> she's got the puppy chow uh so the uh, straight can marking. recognize it and go oh yeah, she's uh, got some yeah. kind of treat for me yeah exactly <laughs> and she's got a patch of her ship
1: yep She's got well the, she's got the Phoenix Squadron patch designed by Sabine Wren and then her the patch for her designer ship, Sabine
0: Wren who yes, is, is on Fiverr designer. right now. Yes.
1: Yes, she is. Um and then the back of her leather bomber jacket like uh um, an homage to pilots having like the the bomber jackets is a reference to uh the Ghost. The Ghost was the VCX-100 ship uh freighter that they that they used. Um, as part of like the Phoenix Squadron Phoenix Cell, so really cool to see Hera in live action, and uh, and then I mentioned the the X wings in the in the bay of the prison ship or the capital the unidentified capital ship. Uh, there do appear to be green marking X wings in Home One in that um, bay, and that is a squadron that that I believe. Uh, Hera is the leader of. She's the leader of Green Squadron. Oh, um, is she as a as a general? Yeah. So that I thought that there's all these li- you know like really little details. So
0: there, would that make her know, Green One as a, a radio name?
1: I don't know. Like My... I, I don't know that I've ever heard them give call signs. My guess would be that they she probably would reuse either uh, either the Phoenix uh, Phoenix or Specter. Um, oh, okay. Because the, all all of all of the um, all of the Ghost Crew had Specter. And we'll get Love to this, it. you know, and in, in a, a later bit. But uh, yeah, but yeah and then so they, they all go... had a call sign.
0: Yeah. Then when they end up in the familiar room. Yep. With uh, the one where Luke Skywalker rejoined. Yep. Re-met Lander, with, uh... Uh, Landis
1: says, yeah. Reunited with says, I wonder who they got. <laughs>
0: I wonder who they got to lead uh, to lead that mission. Sounds. Yeah, interest. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it was also great just to see that room again. Like, I'm always yeah. a fan of when they like go ahead and like, you know what? Let's remake that old set. Totally. Uh, which I know Dave Filoni loves that too, and so like it's cool that they did that. We got that room from Return of the Jedi, where they have their conversation. I did not realize that Ashoka was apparently not friends with like anybody from Rebels. Well, well what what do you mean by uh, what do you mean by that? It doesn't seem like anyone's just like, oh, good old pal. You know, like every time oh, she's like. She's meaning like once you um with this was kind of like okay, I guess yeah, they're yeah. okay with each other, but they're not yeah. friends with each other. And then later, I mean, small spoilers, Sabine Wren, not friends with her either. And you're just like, Yeah, I thought the title character was gonna be friends with everybody. <laughs> like <laughs> well, Benson.
1: So So it is good. No, this is great that you this is great that you highlight this. And this is actually a sign. So this is the kind of thing that would go right past me. But so um so the the ghost crew, so the Phoenix cell is yeah. uh is six people, right? And and Ahsoka is their handler and she goes by the by the codename Fulcrum. Um and so and they're all Spectres. So the, the notion here is kind of like a, a standard ops mission. They're not going by any of their real names, quote unquote. So when they're on radio comms, they go by specter. she's uh Spectre two, Kanan was Spectre One um and so um uh, so this is like there there is kind of a a ahsoka has a distance from everybody but this is mm-hmm. a little bit if you think about um the storytelling that's in uh tales of the jedi where she sort of everywhere she goes she ends up kind of keeping everybody at kind of a distance because she knows that she's probably going to have to like peace out on everybody and so i think that's a okay. little bit of of character development
0: in the like because it doesn't let anybody close shots i was seeing the hero shots and this is definitely getting the band back together. I thought it was going to be like blues brothers, but they're like Elwood. And then like all of a sudden just people are excited to get on the van and just go, this is not what Ashoka has going for. She's got to talk everyone into getting back together, which I did not see that coming.
1: Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, like it's, it's more of the, I want to accomplish, I want to accomplish my mission, but I don't want to have to, uh, I don't want to have to pull in too many people that I know. Um, yeah. And and so, but definitely you can tell, you know, from, uh, from Hera, you know, Hera and Sabine are tight. Um, and, you know, like that, that sort of notion there. So the band, I did not know really they were tight yet. No the okay. ghost crew.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm unaware okay. that they're so, tight. So yeah, that makes sense because Sabine definitely does not like Ashoka. And if she's yeah. tight with, with, um, with Hera, yeah. With Hera, that of course Hera is like, no, you're, you're mean to my friend. What's wrong with you? Yeah, and that's totally Jedis, why Hera, you Jedi's are always the throwing these reason. curveballs. Yep, yep. Which well, I is, did it, see through a little bit of research that she has a baby with a Jedi.
1: Oh really? I, I mean, I think that. it's. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> she does have a baby with a Jedi, I believe. <laughs> so, question about this baby where's yeah. the baby um so that is a great question i don't think we have an answer to it the ethos of is this the way we don't do a lot of speculation mm-hmm. but jason Sandula is uh is the baby that uh aaron is mentioning um and this is uh from Kanan, uh Kane and Jairus, who was specter one um and for for folks if if you do get like like I wish I'd watched Rebels, but I actually don't want but to. Well, well, just through timeline
0: wise. Just timeline. The baby exists, but it's just not yeah. there. Okay, no, that's the, what I need no,
1: to know. No, no. The, the baby exists and he's probably um he's probably like is this nine. like Wesley Crusher
0: getting sent to schools?
1: <laughs> yes, it is like Wesley Crusher, probably. Um, but my guess is that um so Jason Cindula probably uh at the at the end of Rebels he is probably like seven um so that Mm -hmm. would have been you know like that would have been um oh gosh that would have been so he's still a kid but he's
0: also not needing 100 percent parent supervision yeah okay so mom's at work i don't i just didn't know like because i was like wait there's a baby but there doesn't appear like she has any of this but also like she's definitely at work you know like so, okay, this 100, 100, is making more sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, like, she definitely needs a sitter, or mm-hmm. you know, like, he's not probably uh, has taking, one. Yeah, not taking care of. He's uh, a squad he's not leader. Taking care of himself. Yeah. So she I'm guessing got she has green one.
0: Three doing it or something.
1: Totally, Green Three is probably <laughs> uh, is probably watching over Jason Sandula, um, but but we do get like kind of we. This is the kind um... of
0: reporting I do. And is this the way? Where's the baby? And what <laughs> co-pilot is watching the baby? <laughs>
1: But yeah, so there is this, there is this sort of time travel epilogue that Filoni puts at the end of season four's finale in the series finale for Mm -hmm. Rebels. And what a lot of us from a fan's perspective didn't know is like how far out that, um, that epilogue Mm. was. And it wasn't until the rumblings of there being Disney Plus series and Dave Filoni doing more interviews as a showrunner that people really were able to get him to answer and clarify mm-hmm. like the 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 sort of events of the Battle of Lothal, like that point. So in time. thank God then,
0: he's. Oh, speaking of Lothal, that's where we're going next.
1: Yeah, it is. I i i have i have a a, um, a direction in in mind, but uh, but yeah, so. Um, and I'm trying to be gracious to our dear reader or dear listener who may or may not be in the same situation that you're in Aaron where you don't have any of that like the the fuller the fuller yeah. background but but so we so we get kind of um we get this notion of from the Battle of Lothal, we get like this epilogue piece that shows, uh, in essence, Hera off with her son, kind of gallivanting ar- around the universe. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily know what she's up to. That's why everyone was so excited with um, with Rogue One and the different, like you know, the different mentions that happen along the way. Mm-hmm. And then we end the Rebels. Uh, we end Rebels with this epilogue, knowing that Sabine and Ahsoka are are off doing something, and that's all you know. In essence, which I think and that's a- what
0: this show is doing.
1: Yep, they're and, the, and us that's us what, what they're sh- off doing. Totally. And and the hilarious thing to me is that, you know, like there's these little moments where um where they make decisions in the animated series that show that they're like hoping that live action things will happen. So, you know, we get Katie uh Katie Sackhoff um, you know, is her character Boca Town looks exactly like her. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, who would have thought to have the foresight to, you know, render that character to so that's exactly the same as the as the actress? And then, lo and behold, the actress comes along, uh, and is is able to play her in live action. And so, you know, like there's little things along the way. I think it's really cool that Dave Filoni put this epilogue in at the end of um, at the end of season four of Rebels. And that we're getting to now sort of see this like sort of it's, you know, it's this little sort of teaser of an, an ending. And then now we're getting that right here in these first two episodes. We're getting, you know, in essence, we're up to speed on that.
0: Yeah, we're really, we're starting the first two episodes is really just telling us how the band's getting back together before they go into yep. their their bidding. Because totally. we really haven't gotten that far into what the bidding is as much as we're getting to, this is how Ashoka is able to even get these people back together. Totally. Which is and, why she and, has to go to Lothal next,
1: and she she basically is uh, very task oriented. Maybe is a nice way to put for Ahsoka. So yeah. she wouldn't have gone back to Lothal if she had had another option for how she was going to get into
0: this map. Uh, this map viewer. Yeah, I understand that now because she doesn't want to speak to Sabine Wren, but yeah. she has to. And here we go. And also, us as the viewers really want Sabine Wren in live action. So like, they're not going to give yeah. us the show without giving her. Um so we end up at this new planet to me where I was like, I don't recognize this building or this planet and what's going on here <laughs> yeah. And then I go to Wikipedia and you're like, oh no wait, this is a very important planet for rebels yeah. and I think is this the first time we've seen this in live action?
1: It's the first time we've seen it um in live action and but we've seen um, a lot of this
0: in the cartoons.
1: We've seen a lot of it in the cartoon and it features in the books um some of the the very first sort of formations, of the rebellion as an overall armed force and not just a a loose interconnection oh. of of resistance cells happen at Lothal. So the because catalyzing... this planet wasn't
0: even in Lego Star Wars, no, it wasn't. So it's not in Lego Star Wars. This man. makes me think it's at most the twenty eighth most important planet. <laughs> but Wikipedia <laughs> would have me believe that it's much more important than some of these other planets that I have in Lego Star Wars.
1: Totally. Uh. I do believe that, like Lothal's, uh, the the time that it takes for Lothal to rotate in a given year is the actual unit for when you have a you know a b a b y or b b y. So before Battle of Yavin or after yeah. Battle of Yavin, the actual year in that is a Lothal year. <laughs> so oh. to give you an idea that Lothal is kind of one of so the kind sort of the Aztecs. Of- yeah, well, not, I don't know if they're the Aztecs, but they're one of the the planets that Lucas had like had in mind. And so mm-hmm. it was always a backstory sort of a thing, supposedly. And given Dave Filoni's connection to Lucas and all the different sort of things, like it's in essence was one of these things where I think Dave Filoni wanted to pull in the deep cuts of stuff that he'd heard from Lucas. And that's why, where that came from. Sure. But it's a little editorializing on my part, but... The, the notion here for us is that we get um, we get ahsoka and her T6 uh, Jedi shuttle coming back and it's almost like a shot for shot um, to the to the animated series where she's flying in and she's getting escorted by two X wings. Um, and that shot, you know you, you see from the comms tower and you see um, Sabine like looking as uh, as it flies over that's you know like <laughs> that's in the last episode of rebels
0: yeah um, no so totally I which was is really like cool. you got to do that fan service to show totally. like oh no look we we are acknowledging that you watched this show and loved this show and know it very well and we are going to play with it but we are also still welcoming people in so so give us time low all so, of and, the hill people
1: <laughs> and like in mandalorian uh the last time we saw the planet of Lothal, it was in dire straits and now we're seeing the planet or i shouldn't say oh. the last time but at the battle of uh Lothal, it's really in a, in a dire straits as as it was under oh, it's built up occupation nice now. and it's built up super super nice now right
0: yeah and in fact we show up in time for a dedication for a mural
1: yes dedication for a mural Painted by Sabine Wren. So, for folks that don't know, Sabine is an artist. She is a weapons and demolition specialist. Uh, She is a somebody who was a former Imperial and built weapons and knows her way around droids. And this mural that she painted is like basically a rebels, uh, like it's 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 a rebels artifact. Like it's something that's from the series, the Rebels. Yeah, it looks
0: like a cell from the show
1: yeah and it is you know it's it's it it's definitely like the mural was shown
0: in the show correct
1: yep it's 100 percent shown the show and it's it's in that final shot
0: in the show and so like they just recreate it directly off of it so it looks very cartoony but i also think that's a great way to tip the hat of like yeah no no we have live action the the cartoon but look here it is yeah mural still blend of live action and
1: And the animated Um, one thing that's worth one thing that's worth. But it was at that
0: moment that I realized as a watcher that I'm like, oh, no, this is just the next episode of Rebels. (laughs) Okay, that's when so that's when I was cemented because I was like, okay, I see we're introducing the Rebels cast. And like, and here's a mural from Rebels painted like the show Rebels. I'm like, oh, we're just in the next episode (laughs) of Rebels.
1: Yeah, there's no wink and there's no wink and elbow even. Right. Like, no,
0: no, it's a push (laughs) on the shoulder. Hey, catch up, nerd. <laughs> I dropped my Star Wars books bags at that moment. It was like, wait for me, guys. We're going well, too the, fast the, for me. The
1: introduction is being done by Governor Ryder Azadi. And Governor Azadi is voiced by Clancy Brown. Clancy who's Brown. Who's also
0: acting in this role. Yes. Also who, reprising his role.
1: He's so. But the point is that. It's at when this they... moment,
0: Ashley Ecclestein or whatever her name is breaks her TV.
1: Totally. And I was just going to say, that is one of the things where I think for a lot of people, that's like the snub is that that Ashley uh, Eckstein, um didn't get a shot at at Rosario's. Um, I, I think Rosario is doing great, not questioning
0: that at all. But what I can tell, um, they yeah, both so- say very wonderful things about each other in the press, but it's also very yeah. clear that they're allowing a lot of these cast members of Rebels to reprise the role, except for this main one, The the main yeah. one. And she, I haven't seen it. She's got to show up in the show.
1: Yeah, I was going to say there's got to be there's got to be some, you know, there's going to be some cameo out there for, for her. So Clancy Brown, folks will know, um, very talented voice actor. Um, his depiction in Rebels is basically his appearance, which I was saying, like, I think that's hilarious that they do that kind of a thing where they're like, oh, yeah, just like take a headshot mm-hmm. of Clancy. And then Ryder is Ryder is basically Clancy, but with like a mustache. Um also, fans of, of Mandalorian will recognize that voice and uh, Clancy from uh, The Prisoner in season one of Mandalorian. He played the Deveronian Berg. Um, and uh, and so I thought that was the very um,
0: unforgettable. Unforgettable. Yeah.
1: Wait, that very, was in the very, very first
0: episode, wasn't
1: it? Not the very first. I think that's oh. like episode. I think that's episode like five or six. Like I was in that bar
0: in the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. Not the, right. not oh, the bar the in the prisoner. beginning.
1: No, sense. he's the prisoner. He gets his horns cut off. Uh, oh we think, yeah, we yeah, think, yeah. We think he's dead. Um, so but he's not. So Dev, a Deveronian's first appearance is in the Mos Eisley Cantina, which may, may be what you're thinking yeah. of. Yeah, but but yeah. So really cool to get that. Um, and then you know, like uh Sabine Wren is not there. Uh, Sabine Wren. We're so there's a little bit of character uh character development here for people that didn't watch the show that she is definitely not a rule follower. Um,
0: you can tell then, because she's on a speeder bike. If you're on your own on a motorcycle, <laughs> you're not following the rules.
1: Totally, totally. And then, uh, and then, uh, Governor Azadi shoves, uh, a senator up front, and this is actually an even deeper cut in rebels huh. because this uh sent the senator is uh, Jai Kel, and Jai Kel was a a member of Ryder Azadi's uh, resistance fighters, like early, early on, somebody that Ezra befriended, who was considered force sensitive, and he was afraid that he would be taken in, into custody by the Inquisitors. So, like, like there are just deep, deep cuts for rebels in here, like all over, um, which may be distracting to some people. I, you know, like I, you know, that's something I think, you know, I'm, I'm down to to hear what you think about that, but. But you know he's a filling character. I don't think it's a distraction. You know, it's a you know he's like somebody that's pushed into duty to like try to like uh, you know say something while they're in essence trying to track down. Yeah, uh, Sabine.
0: That's cool. And then yeah, when she's off the yeah. ride in the motorcycle, like the beginning shot of Captain Kirk in the new Star Wars movies. The Chris Pine totally. and I want
1: one. I want to hear this whole track that the that she's listening to. I want Sabine's like iPod
0: Star Wars rock music. Yeah, yeah. I'm always after some weird Star Wars, like regular sounding pop music.
1: Well, it's kind of it. it reminds me a bit of when we saw um, when we, when we saw Zeb in that um yeah, Ultimate no, exactly. There was,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly the song I was trying to reference. I was like, oh yeah, a very yeah. Earth sounding music, but with yep. Star Wars singing. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> totally, do And she's got some uh she's got some arabash on her helmet.
1: Yeah, the it left hand side babe. that we see says babe, and there's a loath cat uh, mm-hmm. on the back of the helmet, which is really which cool. Which I love and the we... low
0: cat. I didn't realize she yeah. was also going to draw them all around her apartment. Sorry to jump around, but she did. Oh, no, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. She loves drawing that cat, <laughs> which also seems very animated Like this character yeah. would just love drawing these cats that also, I mean, looks very Miyazaki, this cat. Let's just be honest. Totally. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and then we'd get to see some of her apartment, her living quarters. Yeah.
1: Well, hold on. So ship ship nerds will ship nerds will will want to call out something by the as an aside here. So the the ships that are pursuing her and trying to get her to turn around before mm. we get this cool uh this cool for no reason evasion <laughs> thing it are um they're e wings and these are these are in and like a this is the first time we've seen these in live action and they're from the dark empire comics. So mm. like, folks, and then um. So that's just one of these deals. Uh, the ships look an awful lot like um, some of the different Battlestar Galactica like uh, style ships of that time frame, like a, an older deal. And then there is a 100% copy of the Kenner R2 droid uh, in the back of the, the E-Wing. If you look at it. Oh, the, I didn't notice the, that. The two, yeah, the two sensors have this like teardrop look to them. And they're like the initial Kenner R2 uh, that's recreation. That's cool super oh, super cool that. Go little detail that. that's cool yeah um and that's... then the call sign uh back and forth the the conversation with her uh this is also that moment to me was a very um <laughs> it was very much like uh star wars meets top gun again um oh this where, is a very know, maverick <laughs> shot yeah is it was, it was 100% Maverick. Um but the call sign that she's talking to Porter who's the who's the pilot who's trying to get her to back off, his call sign is Spectre 21. So uh so again like kind of that's a nod to uh to um Sabine and and Hera, uh, the original Ghost crew. Yeah. So um so yeah, there's just
0: like all these little cool details in there. Um, I just want to say guys, po- I've been trying not to make Top Gun references, but Andy makes it so hard. <laughs> I know it's just going to say I know
1: that we've tried to pull away, but but that like I was like, oh, man, this Aaron's right. Like this is like, you know, like top top gun is Star Wars uh, and some of these different a little here. bit. And yeah.
0: So... I mean, there's a lot of dog fighting, <laughs> a lot of co-pilots anytime. A lot of talk to the goose, you know, fly yeah. the tower. So anyways.
1: <laughs> so anyway, we get to her. We get to, her, so we get to her Maverick's apartment. The
0: yeah. <laughs> so being Maverick. And she's got some Imperial helmets on the side. She's got some marks on the wall of all the stormtroopers yeah, or kill Imperial marks. she's killed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Much like this side of an F-16. You nope. know, just like, here we go. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. You're like, what is going on? And then she's watching uh oh yeah, she's got a loath cat, of course. Of course. Yeah, she's got a loath cat. This loath cat I looks so familiar. Is it because this was a main character in Rebels? It was in the mirror, wasn't it?
1: So there are, uh, I think there are two or three loathcats in there. I don't think we get like we don't. This isn't a character, like isn't a direct character. Okay. But loathcat, loathcats appear like all throughout, um, all throughout Rebels, and Ezra has it like an affinity for both loathcats. Because even and as a Lo- person loathcats.
0: who hasn't seen the show, when I see a yeah. loathcat, I think it's referencing the show
1: yeah no totally and then we have seen uh, a lothcat in live action um back in season
0: one of yeah i remember the Mandalorian yeah with Cara Dune's intro
1: yep in the Cara Dune intro episode uh baby Yoda gets like a a face full of Lothal uh hissing which at Um, the time
0: was like oh that's a reference to Rebels you know yeah it was a
1: reference to Rebels but yeah so now we we get get,
0: some character like maybe this will become a character in the show it seems like they're very important to her
1: totally and and we get you know like kind of that definitely like like human cat bond kind of a deal yeah Um, and then notable too is uh from from you know what's in that what's in the comms tower uh ezra part of the reason why ezra ends up meeting up with the rest of the ghost crew is he was a full-on thief um and he loved to steal uh imperial helmets uh and so Uh. so Part of that nod in there is which is that... referencing
0: that would be monkey trouble, I believe.
1: But yeah, it is it a is little not. bit, <laughs> it,
0: it is a little like uh, that's just a reference is... for my brother specifically.
1: Okay, well, it is a little bit like Monkey Thieves, uh, that, that one TV show yeah. that you got me to watch.
0: Oh, but... I love Monkey Thieves, <laughs> monkey stealing <laughs> but... anything is great. So Ezra is a thief, so I'm yeah. gonna conclude this to be Ezra is a monkey. I'm gonna make a note of that one second, <laughs>
1: sure. That's not maybe what part, I meant.
0: possibly part that's... monkey. <laughs>
1: But there are two there are two Biker Scout uh, helmets like off in the corner and and Sabine and Ezra uh, end up stealing Biker Scout uh, armor and are in a mission with Biker Scout, uh, both Biker Scout helmets. And then there's a if you as you're panning in the in the sequence. I'm so sorry.
0: One second.
1: I thought you. Okay. Yeah so the when we're panning um sorry when we're panning from uh left to right to see those stormtrooper helmets that are in the like far right of our corner at the beginning of that pan just in the shot really briefly is another biker scout helmet but it's painted orange and it's alongside the different uh the different stormtrooper kill marks and the Lothcats cats that she's drawn on the wall and that helmet that orange helmet is one that She painted for Ezra and Ezra wore throughout uh, season, I think the end of season three and then in season four. And so it's kind of like, it's like Ezra's helmet. And so, so there's, you know, the helmets that he kind of like, thieved uh off to the side that may have been the ones that they were wearing on their mission, but that one is like a of you know like particular interest. So yeah, it's that's cool so cool. To see all of these little you know things in there. So I'm sure Which we'll me as get... a
0: fan of watching things come to life like that. Like that's yeah. part of what makes Disneyland so fun is you're like, that looks like the cartoons moving. Totally. Um <laughs> to see like the just the drawings become props is such a spectacular thing. And I'm yeah, really I happy the uh... show's gonna clearly be full of it every episode. Well, it um, is, but it you're is. gonna get the enjoyment out of that more than I will. I will get. I will I find out in the aftermath. Saying,
1: I was just gonna say, I may be diverting us in in um particular alleys that are may or may not be of interest. Uh, but I mean, like we, you know, there's there there really is like that that comms Tower that she's in is has all of these kind of Disneyland. You know, you're in it. You're you know, you at Block Spire. If for, uh, yeah, it totally feels like.
0: You're in the waiting line at Disneyland for the Rebels ride. And so like, oh, look, we're in her room. And like, so there's references to all these little episodes and things. That is 100% what's going on. And we even have a hologram playing. I was just going to say
1: the hologram viewer is a, is a, a deep cut. I mean, it, it is um, not an exact hologram uh, match to what Qui-Gon shows the Nubian ship on, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it is definitely like that. Like we've seen this all throughout star Wars. It has that sort of um, it looks, you know, a bit like a golden hockey puck that is a little bit like a 45 spinner. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And then uh, we get this, um, this, introduction to ezra and it is a a hollow clip that ezra has recorded just for sabine so in the series we get uh there's a hologram that ezra points like ezra records for everyone else amongst the crew but he highlights like or that what what's interesting in this uh recording is that they're trying to point out to you that he recorded one especially for her um uh-huh. and that you know is it before we get this notion of her looking for Ezra or if you you know you oh for you, sure she uh, definitely
0: is very much missing Ezra
1: yeah um, the, the mannerisms in the hologram by the way are incredibly hilarious when he talks about the crew as being like his family he yeah. like puts his hand on his head like sheepishly in the same exact way that's in the that's in the animated series like oh cool there's so many little like beat like, you know, like beat to beat kind of, of, Mm -hmm. of things like that. Um, But yeah, so we get this introduction that, you know, here she is. uh, What, what you may not realize is this is Ezra's like Ezra's uh, hangout. This is where Ezra lived uh, before he met, uh, before he met the ghost crew. Um, And then she's watching clearly, you know, lamenting his, his absence and watching
0: this hologram. Yeah, no, that's super cool. And I just knew that it was a hologram of Ezra. And I knew that he was wearing clothes that we've seen him wear in Rebels.
1: Yep. And it's the it's the rebel. It's the it's the clothes that we see before he disappears.
0: So this is right before the end of Ezra. Yeah. Or That'd the disappearance because he's <laughs> the whole the whole show so far is foreshadowing his reappearance. Yes. It, it, that's not would, even a spoiler. Would, that's yeah. That's just to what storytelling is. Yeah. Oh, it would be weird <laughs> if he didn't show up at this point. Yeah. Um, And then she has but, a forest dream. Yeah. Where Ezra's she, talking to her to make even more foreshadowing. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I, I mean, I imagine they didn't just uh, cast uh, Amon uh, Esfandi for, you know, for giggles, like for this <laughs> for for this hologram. Yeah, for so, dream sequences. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for no, dream sequence very and holograms.
0: <laughs> very clear so, he's coming back, but she's like been waiting for this. And yeah. um, and so now we have Ahsoka showing up to have her face to face with Sabine. Yeah. Sabine goes on to Ahsoka's ship. We see a lot of High Republic sort of imagery around the oh, common dear. areas of her ship, and so I'm just like, yeah. "Oh, did she steal this from the High Republic?" What's
1: there's what's this? Yeah, it, it does feel like that, right? I mean, yeah, you know, she left. She left the Order, so you know. Mm-hmm. But she's, you know, here she is. She's, uh she says she's not a Jedi, but she's flying around in a Jedi ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Balin, <laughs> Balin's Skull. Also says he's not a Jedi before he impales mm-hmm. a uh an admiral of a ship. Uh yeah, exactly. Also like, well, flying we're around all the things. Yeah, he's also flying around in a Jedi ship.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're saying you're not the Minnesota Vikings, but you're wearing a Minnesota Vikings uniform. But you're not with the rest of any of the other members of the team, but you're totally. tackling people in the lobby. So tell me what's going on. <laughs> yeah, what's explain going on to here? me what this is. <laughs> Are you Jared Allen on vacation or, or what <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is very confusing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, they definitely have things they shouldn't be having in their control, and they're using it against the wheels of the Jedi Order. Yeah. Or, like, not in the way of the Jedi Order. But it's very fascinating. So they have their sit-down, where they're like, we're not friends, you know? like Yeah. Yeah, I
1: I just want you to to help me with this thing, and the only reason I'm here is because Hera told me that I needed to come here. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, well, I don't like you. I don't like you either. But maybe yeah. we can get along because we both signed on for eight episodes of the show. Totally. It, uh, and then uh, IMDB Yang's like, has "This us sounds... down
1: for eight episodes, we better, better make good on this.
0: Exactly. And then Hu Yang's like, this sounds like the beginning of a character arc between the two of you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I know. It's the first episode. We have to start our character arcs.
1: <laughs> not everyone watched uh, Rebels, so they have to know that
0: uh, we're not getting along. <laughs> exactly, which I didn't. I was like, "Oh, they don't get along." I thought yeah. they were best friends. They're the two names I know. So you're like, yeah. "Okay." It, it, to be clear,
1: to be clear, because someone will, someone will, well, actually, us, um, You know, there there isn't as much necessarily animosity like shown uh, shown in the show, but it is definitely like kind of rank and file. Like Ahsoka mm-hmm. is, you know, Ahsoka is their handler um and you know so they're not like they're not that chummy and then what we're learning in this exchange is that off camera there's been a fair amount of things that have happened between Sabine and Ahsoka um and you know potentially uh you know would make this this whole situation a lot more unlikely as a result of what we haven't learned yet so
0: yeah no it's great I'm loving it and then we got Sindal uh or Shin I'm sorry
1: shin yes. Hadi. shin Hattie is uh is she is playing the role of sabine. darth
0: maul <laughs> yeah exactly she's she's stalking sabine like darth maul did in episode one yep even with the little droid floating by her head totally binoculars the whole thing
1: yeah they, it's very yeah very much uh i i feel like there's shot they like put shot things to shot in recreation. there just to like
0: Oh, is this is this possibly a reference? And they're like, oh, then we better just paint the picture identical so yeah. they know it's a reference. And they did. And we enjoyed it because we are Star Wars nerds that enjoy references. That's why Kevin totally. Smith has a career. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but then we also get I didn't think this was gonna happen for episodes, but we get them to fight. Yeah. Yeah. They so, start fighting. Well- Here, I thought when we saw that they were stalking that that was just going to be foreshadowing for a fight later. It's for a fight now. Yeah, it's for a fight now.
1: And like in a uh, a definitely not at all what I would have expected. Um, And so, you know, we get this uh, we get this notion of, you know, if you're going to be potentially stalked and attacked by HK87 droids, you should have a loath cat. Uh, they mm-hmm. have very much uh, defensive characteristics here, and uh, and yeah, so you know the well, or, or I guess we missed a story beat here. So um, so Ahsoka uh, asks, uh, asks Sabine to open up the the map finder so that they can find uh, that they can find Ezra, and then also prevent, oh, yeah, a, sure, wa- yeah. prevent a war. Um, you know, like oh, we want to find your friend, but we'd also like to prevent a war. Um, and then uh, like yeah, which the- was great
0: because it was like, hey, let's open this map. How do you open it? Oh, you twist the top.
1: <laughs> so she goes <laughs> so she goes off to her her apartment to to think on her own a bit um we get some cool Hollow projections and then she's like oh yeah it's uh it's like that you know it's like that Celtic knot thing with like uh you know like three ellipses and then she twists it and makes it look like you know very obvious but um but yeah it's uh and then it opens up and we get this cool reveal and then lo and behold uh droids show up and take it from her
0: of course they do. Of course, you got it. Because those droids are waiting for them to open up so they can see it. The droids totally. Jin wants to go see Thrawn herself. Totally, 100%. everyone's chasing some Thrawn. They all want to get the Thrawn. And then we
1: get uh, we get this lightsaber battle. So um, so folks will um, so Ezra left behind his his lightsaber. I guess would be one of, is a bit of a detail that is mm-hmm. moderately important here, but maybe people don't care. <laughs> Uh, but the lightsaber that Sabine ends up taking down and then igniting—that's Ezra's, uh, Ezra's lightsaber. I had no idea.
0: So, Excellent.
1: Yeah. So uh, we, you know, we, you know, that—that's something that it would. Another put, cartoon you know, prop Rebels-
0: come to life. Love it.
1: Yeah. Another cartoon. Another cartoon prop that came came to life, slightly different, but a cartoon prop that came to life, and then we get. Um, I th- I think it was uh, a really cool battle, um, also reminiscent of Obi Wan not at Obi Wan's top of his game against Vader in in the Obi Wan series that we covered in the oh past. yeah
0: very much like that episode three I think it was
1: yeah and and so we get you know kind of this deal um, we haven't mentioned this yet but Shin Hadi has a um, Shin Hadi has a Padawan learner braid which I think is a a bit mm-hmm. of an interesting thing here. Uh, We didn't talk a a bunch about um, Balin Skull and Shin, uh, clearly a master and apprentice. Uh, There's you know an acknowledgement of this, and uh, but I I think it's interesting that you know we get a little bit of sort of uh, what we now or what we hear after the disagreement with Ahsoka and um, and Sabine, we get kind of Padawan versus Padawan, Uh, Uh and and we realize that the Balin has the the better Padawan here uh, if we are going to call her a Padawan um
0: and then clearly (laughs) that's without a doubt one really is taking their training seriously Yeah, the other one's watching holograms she's watched before Peter biking (laughs) away from mural dedications well and you know i i am we're
1: we're both super you know we're classified to most people as super nerds but we're not necessarily like uh jedi form fencing nerds but there is a little bit of a detail after she ignites the saber, she takes the same um fighting stance that Ezra teaches her when she first oh, gets the, the dark saber. That's cool. So, so for folks who don't realize this, a little bit of a, a connection between um, Sabine and uh, the Mandalorian, Sabine ends up uh, wielding the dark saber at one point and Kanan Jarrus, who was Ezra's master and, kan- uh, and Kanan, canan uh, and ezra sorry uh so and the master ezra the uh padawan um they trained sabine in order to wield the dark saber and so i thought it was really kind of an interesting little deal where if you if you look at the that the stance that she gets in it's the same starting stance that ezra puts her in when they're teaching her to, uh in saber training um hey, so yeah that's so super cool i love that
0: Cool little bit,
1: but um, you know. Did note Ezra to also self-
0: keep her teach her to keep her arms open so they can <laughs> get to this core?
1: <laughs> I was going to say, note to oh. self: um, there are some things she does in this fight that I'm pretty sure Ezra would not have suggested. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, and then you know, we find out that that Sabine has two stomachs. I mean, she definitely got
0: stabbed <laughs> in the middle,
1: right there, just right through like to the to the right I will say like you know from a, a stabbing impalement placement um uh, not anything I had expected right like you know this
0: you know uh, see now when that happened I went well this is Star Wars they will kill somebody yeah immediately after advertising them a lot that is definitely yeah. a very Star Wars thing to do totally I've but, already you know, at this point in time watched the second episode so yeah. spoiler from the very beginning. From the first scene of the second episode, you'll see that she survives the impaling. Yeah. But at the same time, I thought at that moment when I watched it, I was like, Oh, she's dead now.
1: Yeah. Well, we had that moment where you're just like, Oh, geez. Uh yeah. we do know yeah. that uh that the Ahsoka and Huyang and the T six are like closing in and they're, you know, they see the battle going mm-hmm. on. That's true. Um, and so she does get kind of like immediate aid. Um, you could also make the argument that she, the, the where the impaling was, wasn't vital organs. And I don't know, maybe a lightsaber that's orange and red uh, cauterizes your wounds better. But uh, just like Ashley Eckstein is off of uh, off camera being like, damn it. Uh, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn somewhere is like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Wait, you can survive so, that yeah. you
0: could survive it's like what's going on he got so, cut in half i had one of those they're still in the show yeah what's the deal here <laughs> yeah i so, hope liam neeson and ashley Exyn are watching the show with each other and they're like is, what is going on
1: there is a side theory that i will point out that a uh that a, a that ashley Exyn's is
0: really difficult to work with
1: no 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 that's not at all no no, no. i know that's no, not not i the only that
0: she's wonderful i'm sorry i was going. gonna say
1: Everything I've heard is she's a, she's super super fantastic and like Clone Wars couldn't have asked for a, a better like uh, ambassador out um out at the cons and everything. But um, just like Obi Wan, uh, Obi Wan let Vader strike him down. Uh, there are uh, there's at least one person who oh. I will not name close to me who has a theory that Qui Gon thought that if. Uh, <laughs> So Lisa has a theory that Qui-Gon let himself be killed or didn't, or didn't fight like the, the sort of deal, um, or he was surpri- or maybe a better, better point would be he was surprised. Um, and that because Qui-Gon knew how to become a force ghost, he wasn't like worried about, uh, worried about dying. Like he found sure. Anakin. Yeah. And so he like thought, you know, like everything, everything is going to basically go off as as planned kind of like when morpheus found neo and like you know oh we're gonna sure. have a happy ending not necessarily what happened but anyway that's a a beyond deep cut fan theory of of epic, epic i'm fine speculation. with
0: that yeah no if i knew that so, i was gonna live on as a forest ghost death wouldn't be as dramatic
1: Totally. I would say that, you know, a lot of uh, wisdom traditions and faith traditions are bound upon that same kind of logic. But, uh, exactly. but yeah, so so the idea that the like second title or the second to the title character would be stabbed and left for dead at
0: the end of the first episode, I thought was kind of uh, intriguing. Uh, yeah, in I way. thought that was a great way to end the episode. I was definitely intrigued. Andy, what would you give this episode? I would give
1: it to be honest. This was uh, this was a nine out of ten for me because nice, nice. Uh, now I, I think I think you could argue me. You could probably bargain me down to an eight out of ten. I do think there are some there are a little bit of some rough patches, but but I do think that it struck all of the things that I wanted, and um, and the that my only concern is that perhaps it was a little bit too much in the, we want to make all the rebels fans happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but um, the few gripes that I had were sort of taken care of in, uh, in our, and we you know, listener be patient with us. We'll talk about this in the next episode, but the things that I had that were gripes from a rebels fan perspective were taken care of in the second episode, which was great because mm. I, I didn't have time to marinate in my own um, okay.
0: fan anger. So, so it's good they came out the same day.
1: Yeah, it's good they came out the same day.
0: I'm going to give us eight you? out of ten, uh, Rebels fans. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> because it is giving me the Star Wars I want, and it's very yeah. Star Wars, and it's going through introducing me to a lot of new things. But I'm also very yeah. aware that it's only new to me, really, and it makes me feel like everyone already saw Rebels except for me. It's yeah. almost like they're acting like shame on me for not already knowing this. It feels like I'm watching like Avengers or something or Avengers 2 where they're like you haven't watched the other 20 movies and so there is a little <laughs> bit of that where you're just like I'm sorry I don't know what's going on you're gonna need to explain a little bit they're like well we subtly reference what's going on over here it's almost like I need a whole hour show to introduce me to watch the first episode it no, didn't no, no. as
1: that, much that, as it's
0: shot like a first episode the dialogue is not first episode it's definitely season yeah. 5 episode 1 dialogue and so you're just like okay all right, you're going to have to give me some time. I'm like sold that. I want to watch it, but also yeah. I do feel a little lost. So it's not like a perfect step in, but it is a welcoming step in.
1: Well, I had heard at least from one person who hadn't watched rebels. They said that it's a little bit or what they were hoping for. And I thought this was an interesting perspective. Cause I, again, I don't have that perspective having watched Uh, Mm -hmm. rebels um that they were like it's kind of like starting a movie in the middle and so they're like their comment was like i really i really can't answer a lot of this until i see Uh, like you know episode you know basically three through five yeah Uh, and if and if they're if they don't feel like the wait who's that um, is has been taken care of by like episode three or four. Then, then that's when they said they would become a little more frustrated. But there, there are things worth noting here that are are new to Rebels fans that that are worth calling out. Which is, we n- at no point is there any reference that Sabine is force sensitive. Um, so she's taught to to wield the saber, uh, to wield the dark saber, and so clearly which fan
0: has now showed us that that's not. A clearly only force sensitive behavior, which totally. when I was growing up, that was one hundred percent showing that it was a force sensitive behavior.
1: Yeah, and so the, the 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 only hint that there is that Sabine might have some force force attunement or force sensitivity, is that as she's trained with the dark saber, she she calls out to Kanan that she notices that the blade has gotten lighter and that there and it feels like it's moving more swiftly, right? And that's yeah. just like epically small detail that gets played up like all the way to 11 in in mando with the weight of the saber for din um so so that padawan thing is totally not there and then shin and Balin are completely not there the very very interesting thing is so uh, uh, skull and hottie are the names of norse wolves and one of them is a white wolf and one of them is a gray or black wolf and they chase the sun and the moon if you look at that mural of the ghost crew that is that is there's in the two, wolves, series, on one, you see, there's two wolves yeah there's two loath wolves one on each side there's a white wolf and there's a black wolf so one argument you could say is that you know maybe they they were in the series but they weren't in the series the way we thought they were um but yeah so so like the quote-unquote bad guys or the foils are like totally new from uh rebels from a rebels fan um clearly not sith but also clearly not you know or clearly not 100 sith uh, but clearly not jedi uh, and then you know we'll talk more about morgan Elsbeth and some of the things mm-hmm. that were revealed in in part one in part two um and we'll get a little bit deeper into that um we haven't we haven't forgotten but you know some yeah. of the things we get i mean this is are, a are lot
0: notable. of much like star wars totally it's so dense it feels like it's two hours to explain a half an hour
1: totally <laughs> so and so like i almost felt ride. to wait with this one where you're just
0: <laughs> like oh my god like, this is oh, gonna be such that? a long episode for such a <laughs> short episode
1: yeah i think if you take away the i think if you take away the credits it's like 40 i think it's 49 or 50 um uh, maybe 50 yeah and i don't know
0: what time is it right now
1: uh it's 604 so uh so, so we've been talking for for uh what 90 minutes
0: yeah <laughs> 40 minute episode we talked for 90 minutes
1: but i'm so excited
0: feels, <laughs> yeah no exactly it feels like you go to a family reunion and like you're like it's a big deal that my aunt's talking to my grandma see because back in the 88 <laughs> grandma thought she wasn't raising her daughter right and like they really stopped speaking since then a couple yep. years ago and so like the started of talking about this looks really friendly. It's like it really is so much. Mm-hmm. So um I apologize for how long it is <laughs> to explain Star Wars to people. But also I don't know what part of that we're not supposed to do. Totally. And you know what well, the funny thing is,
1: I guarantee you. Feel free to send these in, uh, in Venmos. Uh, I guarantee that we will have left out things that I wanted to cloud the
0: Morgan. I know. With, oh, dude, that's the next part. Point, is we uh, did, we like skimmed over some things where you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's because we're but, trying not to make this two hours. And Andy's like, wh- going to do both today," and I was like, "There's no way. There's no way." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly. But it this is the way though.
0: This is it. <laughs> <laughs>